0: howdy folks it is monday october 17th 2011 i'm skip ruddertail your otter editor and with me, as always, is...
1: Yeah, Tenses the driving cat. The cat flung way out into space in the middle of goddamn nowhere.
0: And this is episode 18B of the Bad Dog Book Club. That works, too. So, uh, yes, we are, we are back uh, recording remotely again. Uh, uh, and we weren't able to come down and see us this week, and which was tragic.
1: But we've got, like, remote devices to help us now. I want to like, give a special thanks to Alex Vance. He got us these rad Kindles. Yes. Did
0: you mention that? Yes. Yet? What? Yes, uh, I think we... No, because we didn't have them yeah. yet.
1: They showed up out of middle, the middle of I, I've talked nowhere. about it on
0: Twitter, but... Yeah, unexpected. So when it was like the day... I mean, it was like a day or two after the new Kindles launched, and there's a box, the UPS guy, and open it up, and there is a Kindle from the secret real name of Alex F. Vance. And it was, it's totally awesome. We've been loving it. I know. I've been loving mine. I'm digging it. What kind? I, I bought like a bazillion things.
1: What kind try of try st- not to buy too many books. What kind of stickers did you put on yours?
0: I haven't put any stickers on yet.
1: Okay, I have, like, a no. bunch of, like, these rainbow stars, and I have, like, uh-huh. this puppy and these kitties from the Humane Society that my friend got in the mail when she let me have. And I went to Walmart, and I got these stickers with, like, skeletons and stuff on them. And I got this other cool. sticker. It has, a p- it has a panda. And then the panda is saying, cool. big improvement. So
0: he, there you go. So he, there he approved That's like, it. um... If you ever, uh, one of my favorite artists, Rukis, uh, and that's her on F-A-R-U-K-I-S, uh, and she's also one of our artists, she did the lovely thing One cover. Um, if you ever catch her portfolio at cons, all her animal parts are covered with, like, educational stickers, you know, it's like, great job, super effort, you know, and... Like sometimes there'll be two stickers because it's a really big donger,
1: and a uh, really good they're grade. like
0: awesome. Yeah, good grades. So that's a plus. That kind of so they they're highly, highly entertaining. Um uh, <laughs> so do two checker stuff house. So, yeah, so I got a great double and we figured out we can uh, loan books to each other too.
1: Yeah, that's that's real cool. So,
0: I went, uh, so this is this is a nice segue actually because we're going to be adding a little something. I, I floated this on Twitter, I don't know, maybe two three weeks ago, and kind of asked what people thought. But we're going to be adding book reviews uh, to the podcast here and there. Oh I'm yeah, not this people week don't. I haven't read it so yet. Exactly, exactly. So yeah, you well you asked a really good question. When, when I mentioned this to you, and and you said, how is this going to be different from what we already do? Which I thought, that's a great question. Um, so, you know, in our, our current stuff, uh, we we discuss books that we, have assumed, we assume you have read them or have listened to them, right?
1: Yeah, well, maybe. And these really will be
0: reviews. To. Well, we kind of do. I mean, we, we do give spoilers and well, stuff. Well, I think... You know? so I we did. kind of... We operate under the assumption that you have, even if you haven't.
1: Which is already a step above most
0: book clubs. <laughs> right, there you go. <laughs> right, or you're faking it. right? But we're not creating you, so hopefully you're not faking it. And I don't know if we're that funny that you'd be listening without the book. Toonses, maybe. <laughs> um, so yeah, we want to... So this will be kind of the opposite approach. This will be reviews of books we assume you haven't read. So we'll have read them and we'll kind of give our opinion. And is this worth getting? Isn't it? or more likely, it is worth getting. But you know, who is who would be interested in it?
1: I, I think I'm much more likely and to if
0: be you really like mean, this kind of thing during the review. You would like that. What would you say? I, what do you say?
1: I think I'm much more more likely to be really mean during the review too. If it's something that someone's out there yeah, trying to sell, yeah. If it's not good, yeah. I mean, <laughs> if it's if it's really not good, you may as well lay into it. Cause that's the fun part.
0: Mhm. Mhm. So uh, just as a. Um, you know, as a, as a training session, we're gonna do, and because it's short, so we figured it would be a good thing to jump us off on, I think probably for the next episode we'll be doing uh, Bridges by Kyle Gold, which is a little novelette published by Fur Planet, So, uh, and we'll provide all that so you can go pick it up. Uh, so I haven't read it yet, I just came back from Toonsis, so hopefully he's read it. No, I'll have to buy it. Otherwise I'll have to lend it to him again. Can you lend, can you lend it so. multiple times? I don't know. Wait, wait. I haven't tried. You had two weeks, dude. i will just get it myself. We're gonna discuss it next was, time, so you gotta be ready. I was
1: reading The Prophets of Religion by Upton Sinclair, and found out oh, okay. that apparently, you know, big religion is getting in in the way of this hot new idea where we sterilize the unfit from reproducing.
0: Oh my God, so, eugenics. Yeah, well, it's terrible. Well, this was like the 1910s, and I guess you know, it's such an American idea thing. too. Yep, we are. We America is the home of the eugenics movement. Yes. You're welcome, world. We come on. Wait, then. Yeah. Um, we also have football. Gotta gotta work. We we do have football. Yes, yes. It was uh, well bye week for the Broncos. Good game for the Packers. Good game for the Ravens. Redskins lost, but it wasn't terrible. So and you know, I'll take it. Great
1: game all around for the bear lovers.
0: Yeah, and, and I'm in in uh, fantasy. I have another win. That's three in a row. Well,
1: good on you so
0: yeah, yeah. Uh, Let's see we, we well, did we did read some so. porn for this week that did actually happen. We did read some porn and uh, so I guess the only thing we want to say about the the book reviews is if there is you know if you're an author or a publisher and you want us to review something, um, if there's a book that you really loved and maybe want us to review, uh, let us know. I already have a couple. Um, in the queue after this. This is
1: just a scheme so, to get free versions of them. This.
0: But we won't be doing them every episode, necessarily. Um, you know, because that's not what the podcast is about. But we'll be, we'll be doing a fair number of them. Because there's a lot of stuff being written in the fandom now. And I kind of like to work in, you know, maybe some ones that aren't strictly in the fandom, but have particularly anthropomorphic themes. I, I don't want to figure that out.
1: I don't want to do anything that for a, a publisher that won't send us an advance copy, though. And I think that would only be fairies, Because we should only be doing this just enough to make sure we can get a lot of free books out of it.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. I mean, All the ones we're reviewing, I've bought. So there you go, the, the no-bias. It's like Consumer Reports, you know? We've actually gone out and bought everything. So we're not like, oh, we've got to give her a good review, or we won't get another book. <laughs> That's true. Okay, I hadn't that's, that's the game. That's the computer game industry review model. Anyway, so we have a story, as you said, and thank you for reminding me.
1: I like this story because it had a raccoon in it, but the raccoon doesn't really get doesn't really <laughs> doesn't really actually do any bonking. That's the only thing that kind of threw me off about this story because I liked it. I really liked this story, but it creates mm-hmm. a, a relationship between two characters, and then mm-hmm. they never actually fuck. Mm-hmm. He just fucks all these other kinds of people instead.
0: That's actually that's a really interesting point, and that that that's something that hadn't occurred to me until you just mentioned that.
1: Well, you, you kind of um, it, it re- makes reference to it, um, kind of. But actually, what stuck out to me specifically about it was anytime they did fool around, the story kind of glossed over it a bit. But it was when the weasel was fooling so around why, with the I fox mean, that it actually goes into detail and it becomes like a significant event
0: that the that the story narrates. So why? I mean, let's assume—I uh, think safely—that you know Cam is making very conscious decisions here in his writing process. Why do you think he did it that way?
1: Well, the whole con- the whole concept of the story is basically this guy's a slut, right? I mean, right. it's hot because he's fucking other people, right? So it's it's kind of establishing. It's, well,
0: is that why it's hot? Yeah, or? that's why it's hot. I mean, that's kind of what they okay. say.
1: That's the. What's the first line of the story? It's like, he's like, oh, I, I, told my my boyfriend very early on that other people's cocks are gonna end up in my mouth. I think that kind right. of sends right. a very clear message about what what
0: this story is about. Muzzle, mouth. Yeah, you're right. So it's, um,
1: it's not hot when he. Like, yeah, it, it does. His boyfriend. But it's hot. It's hot when his boyfriend is being like very kind toward him and being like very caring. Mm-hmm. That's supposed to be like, get through this warm, kind of pleasant feeling. Like, oh, this guy's getting the emotional validation he wants to. But when this guy needs to get fucked, it comes to like, another character gets
0: introduced. Well, and. and It's like they're bringing I, in the stuff. You know, I. Well, I'd. <laughs> I would do not know. I'd say it's because. Um, the story is about the problem. What problem? And, you know, the, the, the problem. I don't know. Isn't him and his boyfriend fucking. The problem is him and other people fucking. Is that a problem? And that's, that's what the story's about. The story's not a... You know, the him and his boyfriend fucking really isn't important to... You know, other than, as you said, a kind of baseline, maybe. Uh, you know, or, or a signifier that this is a relationship. Um, but beyond that, that really isn't an issue in this story. It just establishes a level of severity. Right, right. Yeah, it, it's it's an interesting story. I mean, this was a story that Pam sent to me, um, and I really loved it. He- Uh, another-
1: hmm? It was a contribution, it was like a, a submission for Fang 5, right?
0: Fang 4. Fang 4. Um, which I've and well in. you know, Greg- Graveyard Greg and I are the co-editors of Fang 4, which is being typeset as we speak. Hooray! Um, yes.
1: <laughs> Good job. Excellent. A+. Yeah,
0: about time. And the much delayed. But Fang 5, we already have several submissions on, so that's going pretty fast. Um, And by the way, you should send in something for that, too. Nope. Right? Thanks, though. Oh, come on. Because you have a story in Fang 4.
1: Yeah, but I don't think I should be hogging up all the space.
0: Oh, I don't think you Besides, it's just clear. Your stories are pretty short. What? Your stories are pretty short.
1: Yeah, they, they are, but I mean, I'm only in there because it's of obvious tabatism.
0: I kind of, uh, you know, I, I partially kind of, well, on your story, I confess, I, I didn't quite recuse myself, but I kind of said to Greg, here it is, what do you think? And he's like, I think it's great. And I'm like, oh, good, I do too. But I wanted him to say it first, you know. There you go. Mm. Um, so I like, oh, yeah, Toon says we gotta put him in. Uh, but yeah, so... I love this story, and Greg was, you know, kind of on the fence about it, and we kind of decided that if we didn't both love a story, it wasn't going in. So after it was decided this one wasn't going in, I said, Cam, you know, can I please, can we please do this on the podcast, because I absolutely am insane about it. Um, So he said yes, and and I said, oh good, Alex is going to read it, and he's really excited to read another one of your stories. Cause that was kind of nice. It was a little callback. That was our first episode, so we've had you know two people do repeat performances. Mm-hmm. But uh, I could see why some people have problems with this story.
1: Well, the commenters um, didn't didn't write. We got some good
0: comments on it. The comment we did. But I'll let, yeah, uh, if you, if you and I will read the email. So uh, this comes from Porno or no? I almost said Porno Ferret, but it's prono Ferret. Apologies. Well, get there. your mind out of the uh, gutter, Skip. Well, I mean, maybe he mistyped it, That's the Yeah, blame it anyway, on him. Anyway, Prano Ferret, because I don't know what Prano is, but I know what porno is. And he's a ferret, I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's this? Uh, Alright, so, uh, Prano Ferret says, Well, that was heartbreaking. I rather enjoyed this one because our weasel protagonist is just so dense and earnest. He's a total slut, but he feels like a real dude with an addiction that just can't be satiated. As for the ambiguity of the raccoon's last statement, if there is any, I felt it doesn't matter. Even if he respects his boyfriend's decision that he has sex with other men, I think there's a very particular reason why he decided to be there and he decided to enter that room. Sarcastic or not, there's anguish there. One response is just presented in a more childish fashion, which is arguably warranted. All all this being said, ending with a repetition of dirty little freaks after that kind of scene just has a really disturbing or sad connotation about it. I think the most ambiguous thing in the story is that if the raccoon will keep seeing this weasel, I personally think he won't after all of this, or if he can stand letting his boyfriend sleep around for so long without breaking. But I think that's why this is a good story. I'm actively invested to care about these fictional characters and consider if life is ever going to be all right for them. So it's nice having something that's thought-provoking. Very well done. Uh, see, so that's, yeah, that's, that's a, a letter he I think it, yeah. Well, and I think it. Tu- he touches on a lot of the um, interesting points of the story and, and touches on people who didn't enjoy the story. Why maybe they didn't enjoy it. Um, because one is it's it's not a likable protagonist, right? I mean, he is in some ways. You know that he's cute and well. I don't know. Um, I just don't know what
1: his problem. They're all referring Not, the brightest, like all the, sex not the brightest. Not the brightest. That's an accomplishment.
0: It is. It is. But I I guess I would reply with well, what kind of sex does he get? Well,
1: it seems like he gets very hot party sex. <laughs> And apparently, but the, and, don't, and you an, a, an don't you think there's a do
0: you think there's a a quantity and quality issue, maybe? Or, the impression or, I just no, got no, is like that, that was hot. That's not quite, because it's good sex.
1: yeah, he said um, it was good sex,
0: and he said he liked the guy well enough. But oh, it, it's sort, sort of, of it. uh, let's just say I think his sex life is is kind of unlike an iceberg. Uh, let's put it that way: what? in that there is nothing below the surface. So? Yeah. Or very little below the surface. Unlike an iceberg, where most of the mass is below the surface of the water. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's kind of, that's all it is. And it's very hot. And I think the story acknowledges that and, and in a lot of ways. It's just a very boring story. You I mean, know, protagonist, our protagonist is happy with that. Um,
1: it's, it's very much a story about settling down.
0: Well, in a the way, whole yeah, it is. It, it settling is
1: settling down that hot? Really?
0: It can be. It can be,
1: yeah. And settling down is so sexy.
0: Dude, you're talking to somebody who's been with the same person for 13 and a half years. Yep. So I may be a little biased here. But,
1: but that's not a fantasy. That's just real life. That happens all the
0: time. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. So why are we writing a it? Um, I don't know. I, I, I think, you know. He's, he's happy, but the story is about him being presented with an opportunity for something else.
1: But it's something that he's also kind of clearly uncomfortable with at every step along the way. I don't know if he's uncomfortable with it so much as it hasn't even occurred to him. Uh, he's actually like, rather guarded. He says it multiple times in the story, like he's surprised at the uh, the raccoon's tenacity. Because he, he's certainly well, trying he's, to rebuff him at different points. Uh, along the court. I think
0: he's surprised. I, I agree, but I think he's kind of he keeps looking for an ulterior motive
1: Yeah, exactly But no the ulterior motive is the relationship That's what he thinks the ulterior but motive he is. doesn't
0: see no he keep no I don't think he thinks that What's what's the ulterior I think he thinks something else is the ulterior motive like what? Like he never even occurred to him that somebody else would want to be in a relationship with him. Really? I think, so he's looking um, for some other kind of ulterior motive.
1: See, I, I I read the conflict as being kind of separate to that, as if he was specifically looking for something other than a relationship. He was enjoying his casual hookups and was concerned that a guy trying to pull him into a relationship would be threatening that. And I kind of I got that impression because that was the thing that it opens up the story with. And it's also the.
0: the, the I, don't I, 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 think, I don't know. I think. No, I think if he was really concerned about that, he would have been more wary about it. I don't think that even occurs to him at any point. Um, you know, like, I mean, he sits there and like, oh, and you know, the raccoon asked about this, I started to ply him with all these details, you know, or what, because who doesn't want to hear about me having sex with people? I don't think he, I don't think any of these other, I don't think ramifications really occur to this guy. Uh, in any, in any form. Ramifications so he's an interesting all all character. You know, very often I think we're, we're given uh, characters or protagonists in stories, and maybe this is why some people who, who read this story weren't wild about it, is that they very often were given protagonists in stories who are remarkable in some way. Um, or exceptional in some way. And I, th- I think maybe you could make that argument here. <laughs> um, but you know, protagonists who are very strong, or very brave, or very hard-working, or very smart. Yeah? And this guy really isn't any of those, you know, he isn't very smart, or very brave, or, you know, any of those Oh, He's very
1: good at sex. He is very good at sex. That is the point, is he's very good at sex.
0: Right. But it's not a classical, I mean, it's not a classical foundation for a you know, a story protagonist. I'd argue. Um, if you can catch a ball and run often, fashion, you you know, make millions of dollars in the
1: NFL, and if you can, you know, suck a dick and clean the pipes. But that's something exceptional. Can... I, I mean, I guess
0: what I'm saying <laughs> it's is, all I, in a story. Oh, I, I agree. But in a story, particularly, we try to write. I think most people try to write intelligent protagonists, typically, or you know, very intelligent protagonists, because they're more interesting to write about. Really. Uh, generally, I think so, don't you?
1: Mm, I don't really want the protagonist himself to be so enthralling. I want him like kind
0: of an, an average, mundane person
1: thrown into something remarkable. I mean, in kind of you, your
0: stories, for instance, uh, the people are. I'm, I'm just. This is just an observation, but in your stories, the protagonist in you know scenes like in a bathhouse are wrapped up in thoughts within thoughts and references to literature and all i mean they're remarkably intelligent people mm, I, in this bathhouse and that's kind you, of you hard to the separate of you have them to, uh, i think
1: you can't necessarily apply the, the voice of the narration to the personality oh of the i don't
0: know i think a lot of your characters i mean it's their thoughts too so i don't know i i think that I mean, I think that's one of the things I like about your stories because there's a little bit of a maybe a theme in them that, despite all their education and training and and thoughtfulness, they're still a slave to their passions at these times. And there's something very hot about that, don't you think? Uh, or am I just totally reading into what you write? I th- I think. Or we just I deny th- it. Th- even I think even you're reading that
1: because you're a nerdy dude. But I, I'm always trying to like I I always end up working in references to books and stuff like that just because I think it's funny to make references and I, I think you kind of need these little mental breaks in the pulp something that kind of hmm. gives you a little chuckle here and there, but the characters themselves I usually I don't I don't want them to be so particular in any way really. Certain, I mean I, I, I don't know. I, I do write a lot of nerdy characters oh, too, and those those guys you are do. Really very intelligent. You do. You do. Aside from that. You do. It, I, I also like to write jokes and guys that seem just a little bit aloof or just a little bit kind mm-hmm. of unsure of themselves their situations because if if, if I think yeah. if you have a yeah. character that is just so confident with themselves and just so uh, developed in the well the I'm, way not, I'm not they're equating they're meant-
0: I'm not equating the two together I'm not equating intelligence or whatever with confidence at all right so I don't know uh, but I mean this is this is a guy you know who who isn't the the um, sharpest needle in the stack? let's put it that. Way, if well, I want to mix. Why metaphor. do you think that? just because um, just because he's a, a party slut? No, part of it is because he is absolutely emotionally unaware of anybody outside of himself um, or almost. I mean, I don't think he's a sociopath, but he's very he's almost entirely self-absorbed. Uh, and really can't seem to read emotions from other people at all. Really, um, there's several instances. Oh yeah, there's several instances where he's talking to his boyfriend, and Cam writes this very well because the story is told in the first person. But yet, Cam still slips in these little hints that this guy is not reading other people quite right. How do you mean? Um, well, I, one of my favorite examples... Uh, I think there there are two instances that really jumped out at me where our, our little weasel friend is clearly missing the signals uh, that people are giving him, specifically the raccoon that it is giving him. And like I said, Cam manages to work it in in some nifty, kind of subtle ways. Uh, because it's a first-person story. So it's really, a, so how do you convey that this character is missing a signal when he's telling the story? Uh, so I love that as, as a writerly thing. Um, but the first time, or the first one that really jumped out at me was uh, he, they were lying in bed, uh, he just sucked the raccoon off, which worked hold happened as he said we don't actually really read that
1: but we do hear he has an um, that is right. addressed
0: yes uh so so he's asking when did you sleep with this fennec and had we already been dating and all these things and and so the weasel tells them some answers and the raccoon's clearly upset about this and says i guess we weren't really official with any mumbles Um, yeah, I respond. One thing about me is that other guy's dicks are gonna end up in my mouth. He leans back and looks me in the eye. Really? Well, yeah, clearly. I say my smile wide and bright, my tongue running over my sharp little teeth. Besides, I gotta make sure I stay in practice for days like this. My paw reaches down to grope at his spent shaft. He squirms and lets out a one-note chuckle. You know what? (laughs) I guess that's one way to look at it. Never let it be said I don't look out for the people close to me. I give my raccoon a kiss on the cheek. I bury my face against his chest, cuddle up close, and smile warmly to myself as I feel him sigh with contentment. I am willing to wager quite a lot of money that that was not a sigh of contentment. Right there. Well... For one. There's certainly... Given the context, given the one-note chuckle you know which is a very half half-hearted i don't think that's a sigh of contentment i think that's how the weasel is reading it but i think that's a sigh of you know angst um, about the situation because he's not going to be a happy guy right now from what we've read
1: and that's why he's going to show up at the party later on and invade the privacy other private space time, time right, that
0: the other time is this um this one, uh, where the our fox uh, comes up, you know the the hung fox. Which by the way, our we had a fox uh, friend staying with us this weekend who was highly amused by that. He he like most foxes is mostly a bottom, and he thought, wow, that was that was kind of cool having a big hung top fox. But anyway, nice little species stereotype turnabout. Uh, but he comes up says, oh hey, say so they say you're with that. What's his name now? You know the raccoon. I nod. "Uh Uh-huh. Been dating for a few weeks. Is he here? No, I reply. I told him there was a party, and he said he'd rather just have a quiet night in. The fox looks confused for a moment, but shakes it off. So is that offer just now really still good? Right there. Anybody else, you know, who's in on this conversation... That, oh hey there's a party you know calls up their boyfriend and says hey there's a party and their boyfriend says no I, I just i feel like just having a quiet night in anybody else would say okay i'll be there and we'll watch a movie or something all right and that's not how this this is not how this guy parses it though he parses it as my boyfriend's going to be alone having a quiet night in like it doesn't even occur to him what the statement actually meant. So I, I just think that that was sort of, there, there were other minor things in there, but those were the two that most stood out to me. And I thought uh, Cam wrote it, as I said, very carefully to convey that this guy... There are things going on that this guy's not getting um, and, and signals that he's not getting. And that's why the raccoon shows up, because he thought the weasel was going to come over and they were going to have a quiet night in together. And when he didn't show up, he went to look for him at the party.
1: Ah, oh, I see. Yeah, this is the ultimate so, resolution I mean, of this. guy is, this... He ducks
0: out. Yeah, He's like, because well, all right. I mean, I think the raccoon, unfortunately, you know, the raccoon and why it's a you know tragic and sad story is the raccoon realizes that quite other literally, the the weasel doesn't get it. Well, and he it doesn't
1: on. seem to be affecting their relationship much. I mean, given from what you read at the beginning of the well, story... I don't. They're think, they're I think getting,
0: their relationship's oh, wow. over. I think bigger? their relationship's over. Yeah. I mean, I think that's it. I think the weasel just doesn't understand that yet.
1: Um, but I, I thought they were still, like, dating at the beginning of the story when he's going back and telling telling us these things.
0: He's telling... I think he. the beginning of the story starts out... Um, with him you know probably at the party still at the party still? that was kind of my reading of it yeah i mean i think the story begins where it ends if that makes sense so it's, it's all a hey here's my story hey let's go back and bring us up to where we are now and, and i think that's what's going on so i think the story begins where it ends I'm not sure. That I, a, I think the weasel has right not realized that.
1: No, nah, it says right here at the beginning is with mm-hmm. a coyote. Yeah. Yeah, but at the end
0: he's with well, uh, I, the I same. I could fox. be at the same. I mean, with him though, that could be at the same party. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
1: just you not reading admit it. A, I'm just not. I'm, I'm reading just see, it just more directly where okay. the guy says, "Oh yeah." Well, I guess dicks are gonna end up in your mouth. That's cool. Like that's. I'm. I'm reading it sincerely. Huh. Kind of really. It's, see, I don't. I think it was very.
0: I think it was very bitter. Maybe. Um, the dude
1: doesn't exactly seem thrilled, but hey, Nick's going to end up in this just the
0: Just the line, the line, I don't see that it's any of my business at all whose dick sucks. That's a very bitter line, and that's a very final line. I mean, it's no business of his because they have no clam on each other. They're not together.
1: Well, in Jesus i pro, The it. whole story's about two dudes breaking up. That, that isn't very hot, is it? It's not.
0: I just said you like it, and the I think story, that's though. why some people didn't like the story oh. because it's not. It's it's a downer in my reading. Well, in my right reading of it, anyway. Um, the other complaint was, well, nothing happens. You know, the weasel ends up exactly where he started, which is, you know, being a hoe at parties. Mm-hmm. Um, and I kind of said that's that's also the point of the story, though. Is I I, I read it as a story of a missed. uh life shift or missed opportunity. That that was my take. That's fair enough. But it sounds like you read it as something. I mean, so if... So, what's your reading on it, then? I mean, if you had to sum it up, like, what is the story about in one sentence?
1: I would vote that the story's about getting off. I don't know. I suppose I, I just didn't think so much deeper into it, because I thought that the point was so essentially. Well you said well you gl- said
0: you liked it. You said you liked it. So why I mean what did what was it about when you said you liked it? Or what did you get out of it?
1: I got the impression that the 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 it's supposed to be hot because this guy is very promiscuous essentially. And I felt mm-hmm. as if the entire middle point of the story between the two sexual encounters with the gray fox were to try to Establish this framework where, in this character, can be going out and getting random sex with people at parties, but also have the emotional base of a friendly relationship at home. I do right. think that yeah. at some points this is mishandled a little bit, specifically in how the raccoon comes into the party and you know challenge, like comes right into the room and interrupts him and. If it really is an ultimate kind of conflict like that, it seems like a rather kind of undramatic way for a situation like that to finish, if that hmm. makes sense. But, hmm. I don't know, I, when you read at the beginning, it just says, Oh, my boyfriend and I have this understanding that other dicks are going to end up in my mouth. I'm not, he doesn't really seem thrilled with it to begin, but the story ultimately doesn't seem to really be really about him. It seems to be about the weasel and him getting off.
0: Right. Yeah, no, that's, I think those are a uh, valid point. I, I'm gonna politely disagree, but I think that's a valid reading of it. Uh, so that's interesting. One of us is of of wrong, one of the that's things fine. I think it's kind of neat about this story though, is that there are um, several things in it that I feel are open to interpretation and in how you read it. And I like stories generally like that. I think there's a kind of line stories can cross where everything's too wide open and and it gets a little frustrating, but I don't think this is there. Um, It's a nice amount of flexibility Mm -hmm. in the reading for me. So, I've I've been, uh, I I enjoyed it. Um, One, and uh, I don't know, is there anything else uh, you wanted to add about it, or... I don't know, I just
1: dug the fantasy of a person that can like uh go out to a party and just indulge sexually in anything they want to because I've always been uh-huh. the very opposite of that. I'm very I'm very much a homebody. Uh-huh. Never went to any kind of parties mm-hmm. in high school or college, but always knew that that was what mm-hmm. you know, the idea was is you went and hooked up. Yeah. So I don't know, because I think part of that is I'm reading it as a. Gay. f I'm reading it as I, a fantasy is, is, is I think ultimately what it is. is I'm reading it specifically as something yeah. that's supposed to be out of reach and a little bit unrealistic mm-hmm. and you're trying to get a more literal concrete reading out of it as more of mm-hmm. a a story about two people and i think that's just right right different approaches to take oh, that's interesting. In the first place and
0: that's that's a, a good way to that's a good way to necessarily put it together yeah, it's yeah.
1: necessarily going to create different viewpoints
0: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. no i'd agree um, I do think part of it. I mean, the whole party thing is. Yeah, I, I actually thought about that myself while I was reading it, and I think maybe part of it is we're we're gay, and so, you know, we weren't doing the high school hookup parties. Well,
1: none of us were because you can't just go. Like, I think for most people, you can't just go mm-hmm. to a, a party and have all kinds of gay dudes like a a, a buffet you can choose. Exactly.
0: From. Exactly. Right. To make exactly. it kind of
1: fantastical in the first place
0: yeah um and then you know in certain spaces there are obviously you know things like you know parties like this but definitely not at the age where you know a lot of us are are uh let's see uninhibited and and not uh sensible enough to to want to go to these parties let's put it that way parties are Um, always so yeah i think being gay you kind of miss out on a little bit of that and maybe that's a Maybe it's a good thing in retrospect, but
1: it's a it was a great thing at I the do time. I was out on
0: something. I think, yeah, you do miss out on something a little bit. I think. What by um, not going to stupid drunken consequence- parties? Yeah, with all the stupid, with all the terrible consequences that can go with that, but I I think there is, you know, it, it's part of the teenage experience in America. There's a little bit of. Often, I'd say maybe almost always for ill, but it's still part of the experience. And,
1: so I think it's I better know. off glorified in stories and experience that way. Because oh yeah,
0: I think uh, you know I agree in all practicality I agree, but I, it sounds I'm just saying both of us clearly had a little bit of this longing to have experienced it, and I think that's interesting. As as in as. Uh, when we think about it as much as we know it, it would have been a bad thing, or we're probably better off not, we still had a little bit of desire for it. So I think that's interesting.
1: No, I think, well, I think it's interesting how oftentimes fantasies get constructed on specifically what you don't enjoy in real life. Because I don't go out to, to clubs and parties and hook up because that would be not very much fun. And I, mm-hmm. I, I, I it's not, I know that consciously. I feel that with my taste. And I don't know why, but mm-hmm. for some reason I think as if that makes it a better candidate for something that I can just play with in my head. Yeah. Because then you can just remove all the things that would make it ridiculous.
0: That's true. No, and, you know, I tried the the one-night stand thing, like, once in college and just decided it wasn't for me. Like, I just didn't, I don't know, I didn't enjoy it, so. But I still like reading about it, and it's still hot to read about it, so I agree with you, right? Good yeah, ones. and good I think there's a little bit of us that you know, in all of us that is like, oh wow, you know, it'd be kind of fun to be the weasel, or you know, in my case, the big gray fox. <laughs> so yeah, it was a good story, and thank you, Cam, uh, for, for letting us use another one. Yeah, Cam, that really story. It. it was. Thank you. Good. Yeah, yeah. It got a lot of comments on it, and I really enjoyed it. We Tunes mm-hmm. really enjoyed it. So. Um, do had uh we have a couple stories uh coming down the pipe and you know toonses and you can help find some more too. Um so I'm not sure which one we'll be doing
1: yep. for next if, if you have anything uh, you can soon. send me stuff on Toonses at driving dot org and I'll mm-hmm. maybe and I'm
0: it. I'm Skip I'm Skip at bad dot com. And you can send me stuff there too. Oh uh, so and I if, if you wanna chat shoot, on uh, AM, I'm
1: chauffeur Toonses. On AIM. It's mm-hmm. a Rudder. much better way to
0: get me. Yeah, I'm Skip Rudder on AIM. This is all on the podcast site, too. So. The um, yes, way. and on Twitter, I'm Skip Rudder, and you are Bad Dog Book Club. So yeah. you're, you're the on face of, of us on Twitter. Yeah, but Twitter. Twitter. I, never, I never tweet. Pretty impressive.
1: I find, look, I, look, here's the deal. I cannot find Twitter anything but ridiculous. I've tried. It is. I have it tried is, to yeah. take it sincerely.
0: But I stupid. like it because, as opposed to other social media fights, I feel like I can participate on a minimal level, you know? It's not like Facebook, where people are like, Why aren't you watching or following or friending me? You know, and it's like, calm down. Like, Twitter, it seems a little more casual than that, so I can handle it. Um, but, oh, we do have one other announcement. Uh, you know, normally I say, oh, yeah, you know, when I remember, I'll say, you know, I'll skip Ruddertail and Toons of the Driving Cat and produced by Alex F. Vance Well um alex just has changed his name he did uh, i don't know if you saw this on twitter last week oh he did what is it now but uh yeah and i thought we should mention this to he is our producer and since he did read the story but uh yes he he decided that alex advanced he was he was always very worried about you know how am i going to be seen you know i'm i'm a public kind of her and how are people going to interpret this if i say something or do something or you know picture of me as posted or whatever and uh-huh. and he's you know, I realized I'm taking myself too seriously. And that's not what the fandom is about. Um, so he is he is khaki F Dog. Khaki F Dog. Khaki F Dog. Alright. The F moved over. Um so that's at least his social uh social <laughs> name. He says he might stall in the books you know, because that's out there and, and on Heathen City, still might use Alex Vance. But everything else, it's Khaki F-Dog. So, uh, yes, a, a shout-out uh, to our new producer, Khaki F-Dog, the artist formerly known as Alex Vance. Yeah. But now identified by a nameless symbol. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Yo, Skip. Yeah. I was talking with somebody, and he said his, he was planning on opening, like, a furry nightclub in
0: Atlanta. Oh, yeah? Do you think that would that would flow? No. I think that would flow. Well, that's where our, that's where our fox friend who visited us is from Atlanta, uh, Graymist. So hi, Graymist, if you're listening. Um, he's from Atlanta. So there are a bunch of furries in Atlanta, but I don't know a whole nightclub. I think that'd be a little tough. But the, the thing is, you'd it, have to get a, like, you have to get a lot of. You'd have to, it'd be like a gay club in a small town where you'd have to get a lot of non-gay people. Well, that's what I was saying. Is like you okay? So hang
1: out. if you're in a major metropolitan area that has you know a decent number of furries. You get the furries mm-hmm. that come in, you know, regularly because they like to party. And then you'll get gay guys that'll come in just because, hey, furries are cute. Furries like to party. Mm-hmm. We'll go hang out at the fur club tonight. Why not?
0: Right, right. And her girl's like, oh, it's a
1: guy in a tiger suit. Heee. You know? Yeah, you know what? Furries are going to be cool.
0: I'm done. You get five,
1: ten years furry. What's he going to be- cool, call shit. it?
0: Well, we already are, dude. We already are. I don't know about you, but I already We are. don't have any clubs yet. I'm you're not I'm cool until you cool. got a rock and beat. I got a podcast. <laughs> you can't buy drugs at oh, the podcast. That's not cool. That's not cool. I know, I know. Um what's it, what's he going to call it? The club? I don't know. Yeah, cuz that's important. All right, well, well, we'll think on it. I'll think on. Listeners think on. What would you call your furry, furry you know, club? club
1: aside yeah. from shut down for sanitary purposes?
0: <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right, well, I think that about wraps us up for tonight. Unless um, you
1: have any other thoughts, sir? No, I'm Toonsis. That's Skip. Good night, everybody. Goodbye.
0: <laughs> oh, reproduced <laughs> by khaki of dog. Yep, that too. See ya.
1: Ciao.